Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Summer Series. It's episode six, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. Don't say we don't do nice things for you, okay? Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Hello, everyone, no matter where in the world you might be, we hope you are safe, sound, happy and healthy. Welcome back to the podcast, my podcast brother from another mother, Mr. Super Kev, the legend that is Super Kevin Campbell. Squaddies. (laughs) At ease, squaddies. Look at the special, look at the special, uh, special show you get tonight. At ease, squaddies, at ease. I know, Kev. Do they actually deserve it? Do these buggers deserve it? Because this is. We want to see with the likes. We know with the likes. (laughs) We will. Um, Welcome, everyone. We've got two very special guests. Um, A player who I followed for many years, of course, being an Arsenal fan, and a player who I follow and cover now, living in the wonderful uh, state of California, Southern California. LA Galaxy goalkeeper, Mr. Jonathan Bond. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And also welcome to the show, former Arsenal player and current Aston Villa star, Mr. Callum Chambers. Golf clap, (laughs) golf clap. PGA Tour clap, not a live golf clap. (laughs) Uh, Welcome. I can't begin to say how happy I am that my two football world super Kev have collided here with um, Callum, of course, in the years um, that we watched him playing at Arsenal and Jonathan, who's become an instant cult hero in La La Land. No doubt about that. And we'll get to that eventually. Um, But tell me how you guys came together, because the reason why I reached out was... um, I was checking out Jonathan's Insta and I saw you guys collaborating on Access Pro Soccer. And then I was searching to see if you guys had, in, had your careers had crossed paths at a club and I couldn't dot the I's and cross the T's. How did you guys meet? We, uh, uh, we both played for England on the 21s. Uh, so we were roommates really for probably the best part of a year or 18 months, maybe a bit longer period. Um, so every time we went away with with Gareth, actually was the manager. Um, mm. Yeah, we would be. Yeah, we kind of stayed close ever ever since, really. Wow, that's a. I you know what, Kev? I totally didn't didn't think of the didn't English connection. That, no, you yeah, don't. You nerd. don't. It's, uh, no. I was looking and at you know all what? The, clubs. the funny thing is, I was a I was a newbie into the camp at the time, and Bondi already had all his mates there, so he got stuck <laughs> in a room share with me. And he was fuming yeah. when he found out. He wasn't happy when I turned up. So it's quite funny. Imagine I know everyone on the whole, do you know what I mean? On the whole trip, on the whole list. And then he actually dropped down from the seniors. He was with the seniors. And then um, you came with us, maybe to get more game time. I turned up late. Yeah, he turned up late. And then I've mm. seen who I was rooming with. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Tell them nothing uh, like a good impression. <laughs> Being late. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who was the manager then at the time that uh, was it? Who was the manager then that demoted you for Southgate. being late, Callum? Southgate. Oh, wow. No, oh, no, no, from no, the no, senior no. team. He, no, Southgate was the manager. Um, Roy Hodgson. 
Oh, yeah. Roy Hodgson. He wasn't late to England senior camp. That's not why he was. No chance. He's late to lunch. No, 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 no. I was late to the 21s <laughs> camp because I had a game. I had a game that night. So I turned up late. So everyone was already there. And I was the last one to turn up. And obviously Bondi was already in his room, all tucked up in bed. And I just walked in. Yeah, I think he, he was he was probably having one of those moments when you're on the plane and you think, oh, no one's going to sit next to yeah. me. I've got the whole aisle to myself. I think, and then I think he was thinking that. I think he was hoping that I wasn't going to show up. Brilliant stuff. Okay, so tell us a little bit more then about um, the camps because I've seen that you guys have done stuff in LA. You've got stuff coming near where I live here in Orange County. Um, the two of you kind of put your heads together and came up with this, or Jonathan, is this your brainchild and you've hooked up with Callum? Talk us through um, the camp a little bit. Uh, Cal, I'll, I'll let yeah. you go, but I think I think this was your idea initially. I can't actually remember. Well, I just remember it being at mine. We're both sat in um, my living room. I can't remember how the conversation actually started. Um, but uh, we just had this idea of, wanted to start up some soccer camps. Um, obviously we knew they were, they were, you know, very popular out in America. Um, John, at the time you were, you were at Galaxy, weren't you? Well, at this point. When yeah. We had conversation. So this was basically when we finished last season, our, our season finishes in kind of around November time. And then November, December is our off season. And I went home and I just spent the whole two months back in basically London, near London. And yeah, then we were just chilling, watching whatever we were watching and just got talking about doing a soccer camp. And then it kind of developed from there because we we actually know um, there's a company out here who already have been running soccer camps called First Touch Soccer. And they're a, a group of English guys who have been doing that for years, really, in the kind of local area. Yeah. And so we knew that the first people to speak to would be them. We have good relationship with them. We're very close with a couple of the guys there. So we just asked them what would that look like? How do we go about that? And they kind of were really keen on doing it with us too. And they knew how to do it. They'd done it before. They kind of had that infrastructure there. And they just explained kind of the steps we need to go through. And we did it all together. So, um, yeah, that's how it came about. Nice. And um, for Kev, this is, the, this is the time of year where he works on his philanthropic stuff. And I know it's important to footballers and you see that in the community all the time. Of course, where you play in the UK, Callum, and I know here in um, the California, especially LA area, the, the effort that the clubs put in um, to this. Kev, sometimes footballers don't get enough credit for the giving back part, but also um, the passing on, the pay it forward, the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience. Yeah, I, I think what what the lads are doing is is, is superb. Obviously, um, I, I don't think it's it's about what the fans think. I think it's 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 about actually affecting young people. Um, you know, the lads could tell you what their what was in their mind, but I think some of these youngsters don't get the opportunity to meet pros. Don't get the opportunity to ask the questions and actually be around, you know, you know, the, the likes of professionals like these guys who are, who are still playing. You know, mm. usually you get somebody like myself going out there who's finished, who, you know, they have to Google or, you know, if they're on YouTube and check out. But now they can look up, they, you could see their, their actual current players. I think it's tremendous. Really yeah. is tremendous. Yeah, that's exactly that, really, yeah, what, what you said was we wanted to kind of give 
kids from that area uh, access to kind of more professional side of things, whether it's professional players, professional coaches. Um, and it was like an insight. It was like an insight, yeah. wasn't it, into what we do day to day that people mm. don't really see and that we could sort of you know, try and get messages across and sort of give them an insight into our day to day lives. We had what um, we see on social media. Mm. We, we had a goalkeeping camp just finish uh, yesterday, it was the last day. And one of the parents was there and he gave us an interesting bit of feedback. He basically said that he didn't realise that I would be there every day actually putting on sessions and stuff. He thought I was just going to turn up at the end and do like a meet and greet and maybe sign a couple of things. But like, no, I think Callum did the same thing when, because he was over here a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he put, he completely joined in and put on a session with all the kids down in Torrance. Um, and we just felt like that that is so rare to get a Premier League footballer, especially on the other side of the world in that kind of area, um, giving that much insight and relaying that much experience to kids that age. Yeah, I thought that we thought that was huge. There's an opportunity huge. there. Yeah. yeah, it's massive. I love what you're doing, and I love the the you know there's a lot of hubs in the US that kids can tap into. And I think, you know, the added bonus is having, you know, the player perspective and Kev just said it right too. You're both still playing as well, which adds like a totally uh, different layer uh, into the mix. You know, as you do all this stuff, because the subject of playing too much football has come up these days. Um, Kev comes from the school of thought and he'll tell you himself. Like when we have conversations on this show about people insinuating like Saka's tired or this person, this player's tired or De Bruyne is being outspoken about it now. We've got other players stepping in to that. And then the off-season comes, but you guys are still working and some people may not even see that. You know, you, 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 some may not follow you, but some may not see that you're actually, you know, putting in this work. A lot of players who are on holiday are still working out. Um, Callum, I'll start with you. Can you, what's your take on it? Um, I definitely come from a generation where it's grin and bear it, but at the same time, mental physical health goes hand in hand these days what's your take on that and what you're doing in your off season versus rest and how do you balance it all um yeah i think that that, this this day and age there's so many games going on uh throughout the season um you know they sort of fit as many as they can and at some point so it does become quite a lot uh so i can see where players come from when they say they're playing every minute of every game throughout the whole season and then you get to a summer and there's more, there's even more games. So I can see why some players have that feeling towards it. Uh, me personally, for myself, you know, I, I play as many games as I can in the season. When it comes to an off season, you know, I'll take a period of time where I'll rest, you know, stay off my feet and properly sort of unwind, let myself relax. And then a few weeks leading into the next season, I'll, you know, get myself back in shape, you know, do a bit of training, have, you know, eat, eat the right things and get myself proper ready for pre-season because I think if you go into pre-season unprepared, then you're going to break down. It's tough. It's it's not nice on the first week. So you've got to go into it prepared and ready. So I think there is a balance of that during an off-season. Mm. It's gone, gone, uh, Jonathan. I wanted to hear I, your take on it too. I, I was going to just say, like, since even since I've been playing for whatever ten years, um, off-seasons and pre-seasons have definitely changed from the start when. I, even I was playing, so even in that 10-year period, people used to generally just take that as a holiday. Like at the start, people would just, and maybe a few days or a week leading into it, would just do a bit of training and sometimes not even that. 
but then now like you can take five days or whatever and then you, or even during your holiday you're running you're doing your gym you're doing whatever everyone's staying fit throughout and then people are ramping up a week two weeks before pre-season to get a head start on everyone else it's like everyone's trying to get a head start on on everyone yeah. so it's like it's a competition like, you can come back the fittest yeah it is like that and it's like the competition's so high that it's almost like it's just you're paranoid. You're thinking, "Oh my god, I need to." I need yeah. to yeah. Here, he's doing. He's doing this. Oh, I've done that. You know, I could be doing yeah. that. And then you, yeah. you keep hearing people doing more, and you're seeing it. You're like, "Oh my god." People are posting on Instagram. People <laughs> posting things on is it Strava or whatever it is like. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's um, completely changed from definitely from ten years ago. Well, it is. It is competitive, isn't it? It's a competitive business, and look. From when you number how far back you want to go, Jonathan Callum. Preseason is always money in the bank, isn't it? And mm. it, especially now, if you if you are not in condition, somebody else is going to take your spot. <laughs> if you're out of condition, they're going to move you away from the first team because you're going to have to get into condition. And somebody, some youngster's going to come and take your spot. So you yeah. have to be ready. Definitely, I get that. Exactly. Yeah. One of the other things that is prevalent in the game today, and it's a great thing that people are talking about, um, it's happening in the UK, it's happening in the US, and it's happening in other places around the world too. And I just wondered if uh, your your soccer academy touches on mental health and if that's something that you do talk to the kids about or is it is it a bit tricky in terms of, you know, knowing what the parent might want versus you? How... how do you do you cover that? Is that something you talk about? No, not at the moment. Um, I think that's something we will start to look into. But I think for me and Callum, who've had no training and being able to kind of like coach mental health or mm-hmm. how to go about that, we can give in, like opinions and insights and just a little bit of um, encouragement or support when you're there. But most of the time during the camps, these kids are just out having fun, learning new things exposed to uh, different things that they've maybe not been exposed to in, from a soccer perspective but um on the mental health side of things i think uh, can we can speak after this call even or tomorrow about how we can maybe incorporate more of that um, yeah um to be fair the one i did we did a q a at the end of it and i had a, you know, a couple of people i think one was a young player and one was a parent asking on know how i deal with anxiety if i get anxious before games how i deal with nerves and that was coming from a kid and uh and a parent so in that situation i just gave you know how i deal with it um and sort of gave the advice on what i would do in that situation so you know whether that helps them or not but you know this is a conversation that we can have on how we can actually implement that into the camps themselves rather than it being like a q a at the end yeah Yeah. problem is we're not experts so no, that's the no, but w- yeah. like all I could give him that situation was my how I deal with it and like the the experience exactly. of I've had, experiences I've had from it. Yeah. But it's a life skill that helps it, or not. Being yeah, able to yeah. deal with you, look, Jonathan, how you deal with it is probably different. How Callum deals with it, you know, 100%. Sophie, how you deal with stuff is different to how I deal with stuff. But mm. you're right. All you could do is give your personal opinion. But you know, coming from coming from people who are outside of the professional game, it's always interesting to hear how a professional deals with it. Because you've got to remember, these people only ever see behind the curtain if they're in your presence. That's the only time. 
That's true. So you know, yeah. it's uh, it's really good that you you even have a Q and A at the end of it, or or speak to the kids and the parents together. It's tremendous. And to to riff off what Kev's saying too, and you know, I have to put my hands up about something. Um, but you both play for and have played for story teams. Jonathan plays for the most prestigious MLS club, um, has become a cult hero, as I said. You know, being player of the week has been in the best 11 as well. Callum has won at the highest level um, when he was at the Arsenal, had some incredible moments. We will never forget the FA Cup goal against Burnley. And yes, it was Ronaldo-esque. I completely agree with you <laughs> on that one, Callum. <laughs> Um, you know, signing from Thank Southampton you. for a large fee at the time as well, playing for really competitive managers um, like, you know, Mikel and Steve. And of course, um, Bondi is playing for Greg Vanny, who is also a Suffer No Falls type of coach. Your pressures are really different. And this is what I love about the beautiful game. And I'm going to flip it because I've got three players here and then there's me who reports on games, writes about games. And I'm not going to sit here and lie. And I said to my listeners earlier, I'm like, I've got to come clean with Callum because there's been a lot of times where I've criticized you heavily. And I felt like that may be because at Arsenal, you were a square peg in a round hole, not able to hone your craft in that one position. If you'd been given that one position to play, you know, over and over again, what, what would that have looked like? Jonathan, you know, you come into a team like LA Galaxy, Zlatan, David Beckham, Landon Donovan, Robbie Keane, you know, all of these legends that have come before you, the expectations are so high. Kev at a young age at Arsenal, of course, and then becoming the first ever black captain of Everton Football Club and what that looks like. And then from where I'm sitting, it feels like, because this conversation is going on a lot in US sports with Draymond Green right now and Stephen A. Smith and the athlete's perspective versus the person who's covered or the journalist and the writer. So I wanted to get your take on that. Um, and Callum with you first, knowing that sometimes I feel like, wow, was I too harsh, but I'm also feeling like I'm trying to be authentic and honest. What's your take on all of that? Um, I know it just comes with the game, to be honest. You know, I know that whenever I play, there's going to be people who are, you know, think I do well or people who think I don't do well. Um, especially when you're at a big club, you know, there's a lot of pressure and the standards are so high that like I can come away from a game and think oh, I did really well there. And then you can see reports and people being like, nah, he was the worst in the team. So, you know, you've just got to sort of ride the wave of it, I guess. As long as you're, you know, I've learned to sort of not read things now. I don't check reports. I don't do anything like that. I sort of analyse the game myself and I know whether I've done well or not. And that's, that's good enough for me. Um, you know people have opinions that's why the game is so popular and, and as it is as big as it is because it's a game of opinions um and yeah that's just something i've had to deal with throughout my career um you know learning how to deal with the negative and then obviously not getting too high with the positive stuff mm, that's fair uh bondi how about you um are you asking specifically about you know how i feel about reporters and the way that they report <laughs> On, on the press yeah, yeah yeah Callum let me off the hook completely over there um so yeah why don't you tackle that that part in a bit more depth um I think you probably get better answers from Kevin and Callum having played in front of well maybe not the numbers of, of the stadium but you definitely get a lot more people watching the games worldwide kind of thing but 
Um, for me personally, it's all kind of relative. You know, even if you're playing in the Sunday league and you get one person behind the goal, like it can affect you in a negative way. I mm. think as you get older, you start to see the same things over and over again. They start to mean a little less um, if they're negatives. Um, and you start to deal with them in your own way. I, I think it's kind of a double-edged thing. So first of all, you think, oh, well, you know, these guys haven't played the game. So how can they possibly tell me whether I've played a good or a bad game? They don't know what's going on. They don't, they don't know what the manager's telling me to try and do. They don't know what I'm trying to do. So, for example, at Galaxy, we play out from the back a lot and people just might not understand that. Like, why am I constantly taking risks, passing it short out the back? People get very frustrated. You're not just kicking it forward. But you just want to almost sometimes sit these people down and explain, look, I'm being asked to do this because of this reason and this is the way we want to play and all that but obviously you can't do that but then at the same time all these opinions and this attention is kind of what you want to be a professional for because you want to be the in front of all these people you want to be it gives you meaning almost you know if there were no reporters and there was no reports of games there were no fans giving opinions and stuff we would all just be playing on like a, a field just an empty field just having fun kind of thing and um Really, it, it, everything around it is what makes it what it is, if that makes sense. So mm. um, as much as I get frustrated with it sometimes, I honestly have a good relationship with, I feel like, you know, all the reporters we have after every game, I have a good relationship with yeah, all of you. Yeah, they're good folks. Yeah, I, I think they're all good, really good people. And, you know, the more games you play, the more questions you answer from those same people and you realise, okay, like, I didn't have a good game today. You're going to ask some difficult questions, that's fine. Next week, they'll be asking me about what that, what about that save, you know, that you made last minute, whatever. And it's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, Kev, you know, there was a, a bunch of us Arsenal fans at one point where you were yelling at you, right, in the old of old, old hybrid. That's, that's normal. That's normal. <laughs> You but, shut up us. You shut us up on many occasions. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Sophie, and uh, maybe the lads will agree or disagree with this. I, I think. As as you go through your career, you start to, I, I speak about a thick skin. You need a thick skin in the game because there's nobody who knows whether you've had a good game or bad game more than a player. If you've had a, if you've had a stinker, you know you've had a stinker. But if you believe you've had a good game, but people just let off on you anyway, hey, the thick skin's there. You just get on with it. You roll with the punches because you know what? Everybody is there for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. if the, the game is growing and it's got such a global outlook now that the reporters do their job, you do your job on the pitch. Do you know what? When you were when you were younger and nobody was reporting on your games, you'd you'd give a king's ransom to get exactly. a journalist to even say something bad about you. Because you know what? All news is good news, and it's nothing personal. It's all business. That That's the way I see it. That's the way I was told about it coming through. You know, don't have a go at the journalist who, who, who digs you out or has a go at you, because it's all business. And it mm -hmm. is. It's all business. Um, Callum, do you have more... There's, you know, even journalism has changed. The way we cover the game has changed. You know, there's always been this argument about 
that some of the era you played at Arsenal as well with new media, i.e., you know, YouTubers and bloggers and AFTV, of course, came up even with someone like Bellerin and stuff like that. Is that something that players even talk about or care about? Did it even have an effect on you? Um, yeah, stuff like yeah, Arsenal fan TV and, you know, it sort of get mentioned around in the dressing room or, you know, if there's a reporter who gets a bit of news, you know, before we even get news, that gets mentioned in the dressing room. <laughs> but um, no, it, it doesn't affect us. No, it definitely doesn't affect us. When you, when you go out onto the pitch, it's it doesn't it's not on your mind um and if it is you're not in the right frame of mind for the game in my opinion um but yeah i mean sometimes you have a little laugh you know if a journalist gets some news that you know you don't know or something happens on arsenal fan tv that's like you know pretty crazy <laughs> you know you'll get on the next day and there'll be a bit of a laugh about it but not too much is made of it to be honest Okay, so if there's that one game, and Jonathan, I'll swing it back to you here. I have a pretty good idea what Kev's would be. If there's one game, though, so when you're giving the kids at uh, Access Pro Soccer a story or you're touching on a game and it was the game of your life or one of your favourite games you've ever played in, what's that game for you? Uh, That's a tough question. (laughs) I mean, the one where I guess coming into a new club, new city, new country, um, I had a game where we won 1 0 and I made 12 saves. Uh, we were at home and I got player of the week that you mentioned earlier. That just helps you settle into a club and establish yourself a little bit with the fans within the league. Um, and then it kind of gives you a platform to really go on then and enjoy and express yourself. So I would say that one. Cool. Uh, what about you, Callum? Is it that FA Cup final? Is it the game against Burnley? Is it some random game, you know, playing alongside Mertesacker? What's it? Um, he's a legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, such a he tough is. question. Such a tough question. Um, there's one that really stands out for me early on at Arsenal. Um, in the Champions League, we played away. Um, against Besiktas and I think that was like very very early on I played centre-back you know and just the whole uh, experience the atmosphere is my first time being in you know in a game like that that was incredible Um, you know I did well in Turkey won the game yeah atmosphere great atmosphere (laughs) yeah so you know the atmosphere everything was it was amazing um yeah, it was it was incredible. It was the first time I've heard an atmosphere like that. So you know that whole experience was was so good. And I think the week after, or it was the international break after that game, I got my England call up. So that whole sort of, um, I think it was actually just after that game. So that game did mean a lot for me. Nice one. Whole experience, isn't it? Kim, whole experience. Is, is it? It's got to be the Cup Winners' Cup, the semi-final, though, right? No. 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 No, for me, it's my, my Arsenal debut. For me, it's got to be my Arsenal debut. Where, where I come from, you know, the, the, the lads do their, 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 their soccer camp and you've got the youngsters who are coming through would like to be where these guys are. That was me as a kid. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be a pro. I stood on the terraces. 
I stood on the north bank. I when I could nut in, I was in the clock end or wherever <laughs> I could get in. I'd sneak in, you know. Well, I, I was big, but I, I'll get in and to make my debut, first team debut, and score in front of North Bank. I mean, wow, That's it's amazing. incredible. It's it really is incredible for, for me. It's, it's the yeah, ultimate first class. Everything no. else after that is sweet, but. That's the ultimate for me as an Arsenal man. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, now that you say that, for me, I, I, I used to watch Chelsea every week with my parents. We used to have season tickets go every other week. Obviously, when we played at home. Wait, who let him in? Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to go every week and it was just Chelsea, 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 everything Chelsea. Because the goalkeeper, because of Cudicini, Petacek. And um, eventually I got to, got to play away at Stamford Bridge for Watford. And um, my parents were in the same seats, but obviously the third seat was empty, and I was down on the on the pitch instead. That was a good moment. That was a great moment. Walking out it's to the special, was special moment. Special, yeah. And, and you wow. you made your debut for Southampton, Callum. Yeah, yeah. That was that was special as well. That was at West Brom away. <laughs> we won. Baggies. One 0 <laughs> Another yeah, one of my yeah, former teams, no. <laughs> <laughs> you all, saved them, Well, but you know, making your debut, being a kid, coming up, and then actually getting out on the pitch. You're watching games. You what do you do the match of the yeah. day? You do all that, and then to be able to get out there and play, and for that it to be, you make yeah, a that, living that out of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tremendous. Everything after that is great, but you know what? That initial buzz of being told you're playing and you going out there and performing. My God, wow. it's nothing better. Nothing. Wow. You guys have given us some of the fondest and also most excruciatingly painful moments of our lives. So thank you very much. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kev, you, I think you have one question for the lads before I get onto some fun stuff for them. I promised I'd get them in. You know, it's usually half hour, but with me, there's VAR for added time and, of course, injuries as well because... You know, I, I went two-footed in on Callum a little while ago, so I'm paying the price. Look, I, I, I know you like your injury time. So the, the, the question for you both is, and I'll start with you first, Jonathan, is what's your ambition um, moving forward? Would you like to obviously play in LA or would you like to come back to the Premier League? What, what, what of, would you like to do? I'm kind of in a position at the moment where that's kind of a win-win, yeah. where, you know, if I would love to go back to the Premier League, of course, great standard and all that kind of stuff but then you don't get the lifestyle and, uh, True. and the, the um, yeah how, how happy I am here at the moment but then at the same time like I said I'm so happy playing in LA right now and for the Galaxy so I, I can't see I, to be honest I've never been happier so it would be a strange thing for me to leave this and then go back to uh, back to England but yeah it's both a win-wins thing is uh jonathan you've got goalkeepers going forever so you've got even yeah. more than enough time yeah you've got more than enough time hopefully what about not. you callum what's your ambitions you've obviously playing at a, another huge club in aston villa very uh smart manager legend manager and coach gary McAllister, who i played with when i was 19 at leicester um what's your ambitions moving forward because you're still pretty young yeah i don't feel it but i i guess i am 
Um, I, <laughs> I no, I just want to do as well as I can. I'm, I'm loving it. It's felt like a, you know, it's felt like a breath of fresh air for me going there. Um, I'm loving sort of every every minute of it. Uh, so I just want to play as many games as I can um, and just you know improve on myself every day and just do as well as I can for for Villa. Um, you know we've got big ambitions as a club. Um, you know next season we want to be finishing you know as high as we can, and that sort of breathes down from the owners and and the manager with the ambition. So it's very exciting there. Um, and I just can't wait for, for the years to come and, and just try and do as well as I can. Man. Another thing is, I know for a fact, at some point, Callum does want to come to uh, to Galaxy. Probably not anytime soon, because he's only just signed for Villa, but <laughs> yeah, don't be surprised if he rocks up here one day. It's, it's, it, well, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's in It's in, it's the, in, the, it's in the future. He likes, he likes the uh, California yeah. culture. Also, the LA Galaxy fans, I don't think, ever want Jonathan to leave, like ever. You know, he's uh, if he could stay for life, they would have that super Kev. Hmm. Um, I, I send Kev, Kev videos of, I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, mind your ears for a minute, but it's like... <laughs> Of course, it's always sweeter when that's against LAFC. That was uh, in the um, the US Open Cup where, you know, no one gave LA Galaxy a chance and they beat LAFC. So it, it's, I can see, you know, the lure Callum, the lifestyle, the blue skies, come on over to the light side, not the sunshine, the warm, the sunshine. <laughs> All right, before I get to the fun stuff, well, we, we go on holiday there a lot. So I love that. Love that. Okay, no one will, no one will hear this. Just between you and me, Callum, who's a better manager, Mikel or Steven Gerrard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible, isn't it? I'll go, go for Gaffer, Stevie. He's got to. He's got to. <laughs> It's worth a try, you know. I'm just saying. Close. All right. So it is our summer series, which is also part of Inside the Dressing Room, where Kev comes on. We, you guys, have definitely taken us be up beyond those white lines today, haven't they, Kev? They definitely um, have. Our listeners yeah. love to know a little bit extra and a little bit more, and Kev always joins in too. So part of our summer series, when you guys are chilling, right? Your favorite film? Jump in any time. Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, good one. Callum's is Callum frozen. What? Callum, no. Fa was that is frozen? Your favourite film? film. Um, <laughs> uh, Wedding Crashes. Oh, okay, very cool. TV show. Go on, Jonathan. Guys, uh, my signal is a bit bad here. Uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. All right. Callum, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, no, we've lost him. No, he's freezing at the most important question. Yeah. The biggest part. What's happening? Um, I, I can hear you. I'm okay. here. It's <laughs> 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 a TV show. <laughs> Oh, they oh, see. Ever since he said Stephen Gerrard over no, our ten he's times, the he's, wrong got, answer. he's the wrong answer. He's got... <laughs> Hopefully, you come back in. Let's carry on with Jonathan. All right, your favorite actors, actor and actress. 
Jeez, favorite actor. Um, I, you know, I like I like um, Christopher Waltz out of like Inglorious Bastards, oh. and yeah, and he's Very in good. his new James Bond villain. Yeah, Very he's good. good. Uh, so, actress. Callum, you, you owe us... Uh, yeah, go on, actress. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I mean, I don't know. Off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. Good choice. Very cool. I like it. Callum, you owe us favourite uh, TV show and actor and actress. Uh, favourite TV show, Friends. Favourite actor, Matthew McConaughey. Favourite actress. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, we'll let you noodle on that one. Yeah, so what's your, fa what's your favorite out. city in the whole world? <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say New York, but I've never actually been, so I can't really <laughs> say that. So, Why not? You can, you want to go, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's uh, London, 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 especially North London, right, Jonathan? West London, yeah. <laughs> okay, who's your favourite athlete? Cal, you want to go first? Uh, favourite athlete. Oh, favourite athlete. Okay. I'm going to go... Cristiano. But I don't know. Go right well, I'm going to go Messi then. All oh, right, yeah. Forgot about that. I've seen Ronaldo. Of, of course, of course. You got, yeah. I thought these boys yeah, were going to go a yeah. bit basketball on me there. I was, I was thinking, oh, that's you know, or Michael Jordan of, or something. Or Tom Brady. I was going to go yeah. Tom Brady. That, that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. All right, awesome stuff. Um, that's all we've got time for, Super Kev. It's which is a bummer, isn't it? It is because you know what, such lovely lads and um, great talking to. It's like being in the dressing room, so it is. It's just like <laughs> you know, you could <laughs> flick stuff around. Yeah. But guys, there's listen, a, I, I, I wish you. There's other stuff I, I that do. goes on in that dressing room, Kev. Come of on. course, that listen. It what goes on in the dressing room sometimes stays in the dressing room. So, <laughs> but lads, I, I've I've got to say thanks ever so much for coming on. You, know, you don't you don't need to, yeah. to to give up your time, and re, we do really appreciate you coming on the Hybrid Squad. Thanks ever so much, guys. And good luck Thanks with the soccer much, with the soccer camps and for you guys next season. Yeah. Thank you very much. Do you promise to come back um, next time and we can have a bit more of an extended convo as well and yeah. uh, hang we'll out? We'll do it. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back. Awesome. Yeah. Jonathan, look, good luck against Portland tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate All the best, John. Cheers, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> See you, guys. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Super Kev, why don't you take us out? Thanks, Kev. Hey, listen, I'll take us out now. Listen, squaddies, I hope you get the likes. Yeah, Jonathan and yet Calamon, Sophie hostess with the mostest. And remember, tell your loved ones you love them. All the best. And squaddies, at ease. See you later. At ease, everyone. Hold on. This is where I lose myself and can't find the button. Go to accessprosoccer.com for more info. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.